Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And what compromises you will be making on this journey is very, 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 very critical. It is a lifelong commitment. I said that earlier. Lifelong. Let me try and break it down for you a little bit. Now, let's say that you're planning to get married and you're 30 years, right? And God, in his, you know, gracious self, decides to grant you 40 more years to live. So you're going to be 70 years. Remember that the rest of the 40 years of your life, you are going to be living, living it with this person you would have chosen as a life partner. Are you ready for that walk? If you're 30, it means that the life you're going to be sharing with this person is even more than what you have lived here on earth. Question again is, are you ready to be Mr. and Mrs.? Do you even know what it entails? Don't get me wrong, it's not to scare you, but it is work, so you've got to know it. What do you really need to know about this institution and how prepared are you? This morning, we have the best brains you can ever imagine when it comes to the issues of relationship, coaching, marriage counseling, and all that. And they're going to be helping us on this journey. Now, what I am very excited about is that they are not just fine brains in that department, right? They are also very, 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 very passionate about ensuring that you have a beautiful home, you have a peaceful home, you have a loving and a joyous home when you embark on this journey. Note it, there will be challenges. However, if you're armed, Bible says that word, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. If you're armed with information, then you know how to even navigate the waters when you go through those challenges. And so, this morning, my guests are ready, and I am going to be introducing them to you in a bit. But let me tell you, my name is Adam Knight Tay. I am very, very, very passionate about work life and family balance. And I believe in thriving homes. I love family life. Aside all of, I love it when I am called mommy, you know, even by my children and by their friends and everybody as well. I love it when I am called mommy. And this is the Joy FM Family Forum, dubbed Becoming Mr. and Mrs. And we're coming to you live from the best Western Hotel, Nungwa, here in Accra. Now, I will be introducing the panel to you. 
I am sure you know them. You have heard from them several times. But now let's get to meet them in person. First, I will introduce to you lawyer Kweku Yamwa Pencil. He is the managing solicitor of Pencil Pencil Co. Private Legal Practitioners, Notaries and Consultants. Head Pastor, CKS Pentecostal Churches, Chairman, Governing Council of SDD University of Business and Integral Development Studies, and a man, <laughs> I love that, a man of one wife and five children. Please let's give it up for Lawyer Pencil as he takes his seat. We can do better, we can do better. I love the bit where he says he's a man of one wife. It's very important. Thank you very much, Lawyer Pencil. Thank you so much. Now let me go on to introduce to you the Osafomami with swag, Mrs. Teresa Riafe Asante, popularly known as Mama T. And I like to add she's an Osafomami with swag. She's a family life counselor. She runs the Beulah Life Consult, a counseling unit that does everything counseling. She's a wife of one husband, a mother. She fellowships at the ICGC Faith Temple of Fanko. Please do it for Mama T. Thank you very much, Mama T. She challenges us a lot. When you are with her, you need to learn, you know, um, how to take very good care of yourself so you can age beautifully. Now I go on to introduce to you PG Sebastian. PG is a relationship coach with a deep passion for stable and working romantic relationships and marriages. Oh, I love the sound of that. He is a published author, a trained marriage and family life counselor, a relationship coach, a blogger on romantic relationships and marriages. He resides in Ghana with his beautiful wife and their three amazing children, a boy and two girls. Please give it up for PG Sebastian. Thank you very much, PG, for joining us. Thank you, PG, for joining us. Thank you so much. PG lost his mom a couple of weeks ago, um, but he's here to help us. So please give it up for him one more time. Then let me go on to Ariel, the wellness coach. Ariel is popularly known as the wellness coach. She is the founder and CEO of Ariel's Haven, Ariel's Wellness Club, Ariel's Coaching and Strawberry Recruiting and Staffing. She is a U.S. certified wellness, lifestyle, self-care coach, writer, transformative and inspirational speaker. Ariel's vision is to see a happier society through healthy lifestyles and choices. And she believes everyone can achieve their maximum potential through a wellness-oriented life. Ariel, the wellness coach. Please, we can do better. Ariel, please, you can come through the staircase. Thank you very much. And then I will go on to my brother, who says that I like to invite him only when I am dealing with controversial issues, but it is not true. 
Kobina Atta Bedu. Kobi is a management consultant and he is also um, a procurement expert. But on the flip side, he is a relationship enthusiast, meaning that he is he wants to see your relationships thrive. And whatever it takes, whether it must be whipped into you, you coerced, persuaded, he will help you. Please give it up for Kobina Atabedu. All right. Thank you all very much. This, this is the Joy FM Family Forum, dubbed Becoming Mr. and Mrs. We're coming to you live from the um, Best Western Plus Hotel. We are here in Nungwa, and I've introduced my panel to you. I will be introducing some other very important speakers to you as well. Let me also remind you that we're live on Joy 99.7 FM. I'm sure you're hearing us. You can also catch us on Facebook and YouTube at Joy 997, at Joy News, and on Joy Prime, and then on Twitter Spaces on Joy 997. You can interact with us on 055 I am taking a very, very short break, and when I come, we delve straight into the conversation.
we're delving into the conversation. It is the Joy FM Family Forum. Let me also say a very big thank you because we have some sponsors for this forum as well. They have been able to support us to make it happen. And so a very big, big thank you to Ship Healthcare Specialist Medical Center. Also to Nish Expressions. Also to Noel Marie's Spa and Salon. And also to Goba Kente. They all have been very supportive and they have helped us for this program to be coming to you. So thank you very much to our sponsors. Some of them have come, they have exhibited a few things in the gardens. For instance, Ship Healthcare, they are here to offer you some, you know, um, health screening and some, um, you know, personal talks. And so when we are done, don't be in a hurry to go. Goba Kente is also displaying a few of their words and they will also do consultations with you when you're preparing for your big day. So we have all that lined up. Uh, Marie Noel Spa and Salon have given us some very um, hefty, you know, vouchers, hefty in terms of amounts to be able to give to you as well. And Dado from Niche Expressions will also be here with some giveaways as well. And so you're covered. Very soon we'll be joined by Uncle Lebo White and Mrs. Rita Crunchy Anchor as well. And so we are very covered. Now let's zoom into the conversation. My panel are seated. Now for the past couple of weeks, if you're a follower of Home Affairs, we have been having our single series, right? And we have had series of conversations. We've talked about why do I keep attracting the wrong people? It was the very first conversation we had. Then we went on to talk about must you tell it all in a relationship? We talked about, have you been accepted either by the family of your would-be spouse or their friends and, you know, society? Are you doing what? What are you doing that you shouldn't be doing while courting? I remember that conversation very well. <laughs> and why do people develop cold feet before the marriage? I think this was just last week. And today we are here um, having all the other conversations we haven't had. We will be going into a lot of areas. But now, let's get into it immediately. Understanding the concept of, you know, marriage. Um, when it comes to the biblical aspects, when it comes to the legal aspects, the societal aspects of it. When you think about the fact that I am getting married, what do you even understand by it? I'm going to ask my guest to, I mean, explain to us briefly, if you are still very confused in your mind why you want to get married and what the whole marriage institution is. Well, I'm going to go to them. I'll start with Mama T. I'll start with you. Marriage, when, it, when we talk about marriage, um, the biblical concept of marriage, briefly, um, please brief us on it again. All right. Good morning, everyone, to all of you here gathered and our listeners. So marriage is basically, simply, for me, is the most beautiful institution God ever made. Mm. Of all of the four institutions that have God's approval, marriage is the first. Or one of them, I don't have to say the first because work is the first. Um, it is when a man and a woman, and this, we are making sure that it's a man and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we subscribe to. Yes, agree, consent to dwell together as one. And it have a lot of other ramifications like legal, spiritual. But in the spiritual sense, we are looking at when God is putting a typology of the church and Christ 
the kind of relationship we have. And so marriage is basically a type of the relationship the church has with Christ. And that is a very beautiful, cordial, wonderful relationship. And in the, in the Christendom or in all other religious um, understandings, marriage is supposed to be um, living together with someone you so love first, you care for, and you want to spend the rest of, of your, your life, life with as much as possible because in recent times uh, uh, we are not spending forever whether we choose to marry yes. um, so yes basically that is what it is for us in the church we are looking at this because if the the, the, the marriages are doing well then the church is certainly doing well then right. eventually it overflows into our society and then we have a beautiful one okay so in that contest we're saying that when you're going into it you should have it at the back of your mind that God instituted it first of all, and two, you're going into it not with the intention of matri makwe. I'm going to do it and come out. It is forever, right? Great. Lawyer Pencil, let me find out from you the legal aspect of it. I found somebody I am in love with, and now we want to live together. And we know that there are legal implications to this union. Can you share some with us? Well, as a matter of law, uh, a marriage is um, an agreement by two people adults for that matter, not below 18 years, to contract. It's essentially a contract. To contract on the law. We've got a law, we call it the ordinance, which is really the marriages act. There's a marriages act that prescribes if you want to marry, the procedures for getting married. Includes applying for a registry certificate, appearing before a registrar, or in the case of a church appearing before the minister. There are so many things about what the law says, including the fact that marriage can be contracted within certain hours of the day. Hey. <laughs> you can't marry after 6 p.m. That's a matter of fact, or as a matter of law. And once you've gone through those procedural requirements and you get your certificate, that is it. And please, I'd like you to understand that as a matter of law, you need not have anybody besides two witnesses for the parties. And you need to understand the difference between traditional marriage and what we call marriage under the ordinance. Please listen carefully. Mm -hmm. A traditional marriage is essentially a marriage between, in Ghana, we say two families. And the two families, they come together, and if the parties are agreed or agreeable, they will go through the ceremony where you perform custom by offering some diary or you offer uh, whatever, depending on the custom, what you need to offer. And when the parties have gone through the processes with those witnesses, then the marriage comes into being. But a traditional marriage is essentially what we call a potentially polygamous marriage. What it means is that on the traditional marriage, a man typically in Ghana can marry more than one. We call it potential because the man need not marry more than one. On the it's contrary, okay. in the ordinance marriage, it is essentially a monogamous marriage, which means one man, one machete. You can't marry more than one woman under the ordinance marriage. If you do so, you can be tried for the offense of bigamy 
and you go to prison. Mm -hmm. And therefore, in law, these are the two basic distinctions that you need to know. But I'd like you to understand, the reason why we normally contract on, uh, the traditional marriage before the ordinance marriage in Ghana, it is not a legal requirement that you must go through a traditional marriage before you come into the ordinance marriage. But because in Ghana, our culture requires that two parties must come together with their families, we will normally do what is for Caesar. Do it for the family. And we will then complement it with the ordinance marriage. So, concept here, listen. A traditional marriage can be transformed into an ordinance marriage. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of upgrade. And once you conduct the ordinance marriage, you cannot come back to, to a traditional the, the marriage. marriage. People wow. have an ordinance marriage, they say, we have returned a drink. You can't return any drink to anybody once you have conducted an ordinance marriage. It's the incidence of the ordinance marriage that... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Covens the marriage from the date of the contracting the ordinance marriage. And it's only a court of law that can dissolve an ordinance marriage. You cannot purport to dissolve an ordinance marriage by going back to your elders and wherever. Whether you see them or you don't see them, the court will have to dissolve the marriage. And as long as the marriage is on, I'm talking ordinance marriage, if you have not gone to court to dissolve the marriage and one of you were to die, the other, for purpose of the law, will be considered a spouse. It does not matter whether you have lived 10 years apart prior to the demise of the other one. So please be guided. Thank you very much. That's very informative. And I like the bit about the traditional marriage being able to be upgraded to that of ordinance. But you can't downgrade the, <laughs> the ordinance marriage to that of. And then the bit about the fact that apart from two witnesses, if you're having an ordinance marriage, you don't need everybody else there. So the cost and every other thing that comes with it is your choice. The law doesn't require it. Kindly note that. Okay. Now, there is a cultural aspect to marriage, right? And, Kobe, I'd like you to share a bit of that with us. Okay. So, from a cultural perspective, marriage is a way of keeping the family and the lineage forever. Mm. That is why, <coughs> in our cultural setting, if you get of age and you are not getting married, you find the whole family putting pressure on you to get married. Because then if you don't get married, you don't get to procreate. And that means you are cutting off that lineage you are coming from. Mm. So it, marriage is very essential for our existence as human beings. And that is why culturally advocates against LGBT are saying that. It is an attack not just on um, people, but on our very existence as a people. Because then we won't be able to, if a man marries a man, they won't be able to procreate. And our, our, our generations will not be able to exist. So at a point, our existence will cut. Now, there's also a spiritual dimension. So, um, uh, Lawyer Painter has spoken about the legal side. Now, a marriage essentially in the, 
is is a joining of two families by two individuals mm. and when you exchange the drinks and the dowry it is not just a fiscal act it's a spiritual act that has also happened that has put you together and once you you consummate it you have become one in the realm of the spirit, spirit. so when you decide to leave you will think you've left but you are actually spiritually joined and there's the need to follow through and separate the people as well because if you don't do it those who have the spiritual eye when they get into the spiritual realm would always see that this person is linked to you and so people are walking about today with so many problems that they don't realize that it is because you were joined to someone spiritually, spiritually some time ago and until you break it it always comes back to you interesting and that is why we have been admonished not to enter into this institution unadvisedly because there are so many aspects to it it doesn't just begin with i have met you i have seen you i love you let's get married no there's so much to know about and it. and that is what first corinthians 5 talks about when it talks about you um sleeping with someone it say it describes it as you joining yourself to a halot mm -hmm. and you become one with the mm -hmm. halot so it is very spiritual great now let me come to you pg and then after pg i'll come to you ariel so having defined marriage we've looked at the spiritual we've looked at the biblical we've looked at the cultural and also the legal aspect of it now let me ask so if i am planning to get married or someone is planning to get married what should the right reasons be and this is for the individual right because it starts with me i am sitting in my room and i kind of feel like okay now i want to be married what should my right reasons be what should I be thinking about? What should my thought processes be? And this is focused once again on the individual before I even begin to seek. Where should I be with my thoughts before I say that, okay, I am ready to get married? What should my considerations be? Okay. Um, so, Adam, first thing is that there should be a considerable love that you have towards the person or whoever you intend to date so okay you should i actually be want us to take it uh -huh, yeah yes. from your your perspective right. as, the, yes. as an individual so you should be ready to, to know that yes you are ready for the love mm. and you see because a lot of people don't understand the type of love they are looking for at a particular period in their lives sometimes they attach the wrong kind of love to the wrong kind of people sometimes all you want is a love of a companion like companionship, social love, you know. Sometimes what you need is um, a brotherly or a love from a family. Sometimes what you need is just the love of God. And then sometimes what you need is a sexual or romantic or sensual love, what we call eros. Yeah. So you find that some people are attached to some people, but you only see them as a provider, as a companion when it comes to conversation, social growth, mentorship. But when it comes to sexual relationship, you find some form of inertia, some form of a pushback. They don't or they can't relate with the person sexually. But take sex out, everything is good between the two of them. So you are attaching a different kind of love for the person. Because without mm. a sexual or a sensual attraction towards someone, then you are not sexually drawn to them. Okay. So yes, you may love them in so many ways. The same way I may love my daughter but it hasn't got a sexual 
attached to it. But or my daughter may love me, but not in a sexual way. But you need that when you're planning to get married to somebody. Yes, you need that sensual thing because then otherwise, what is that? Because um, love is, um, marriage is a form of companionship, as mm. um, 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 lawyer said. And within that companionship, we have things like financial companionship, emotional companionship, social companionship, sexual companionship. companionship. I can, if I'm married to you and we are not having sex, then what, then what are we? We, we are as well as, you know, we could just be siblings. You understand? So that yeah. should be there. The second thing should be some shared value. You should have some set of values. For yourself. You, yes, for yourself. That you work with. That you are looking for someone to share them with. You see, again, that's why the Bible says that can two walk except, except they agree. So there should be something you are looking to expand on it or build on it with someone else. So you and the person should be on the same space. So without having anything, what are you, you are going to get married for what exactly? You understand? Yeah. You, you, you haven't even defined why you want to get married or mm -hmm. what you are looking for in life or where you are going in life. And so you find a lot of people, they are married, but it's like every now and then they are, they are expecting something different from their spouse because every now and then they themselves are changing because they didn't allow themselves to mature to a place where they can say that, listen, I'm now grounded. Based on X, Y, Z, I can get into marriage. So as they are changing, they are forcing their partners to change. As they are changing, they are forcing their partners to change. So it's like your spouse is never stable. Today they want this. In about five years' time, they want something else and they want you to become something else. And then again, there is also, um, you know, some form of commitment that you should be ready to um, give to someone else, or you should be ready to be committed to someone else or to something. And so if you are not in that space, um, um, it, it, won't be, it, it won't be good for you. And then when we talk about personal readiness, we are looking at emotion, emotional maturity. Marriage is a lot of emotions. Marriage is a lot of emotions. The thing that she can tell me and I won't get upset about, if my wife tells me, I'll be upset about. The things that she can tell me and I'll just take it easy, I'll just shake it off. If my wife should tell me, I'll get a bit emotional about it. You know, and that's what separates friends from, spouses. you know, spouses. There are things that your friend can tell oh, you as a matter of relationships. Fact. You know, some nonsense you're going to do. Your best friend will just look at you and say, Dante, but let your husband tell you the same thing. Yeah, and you know you feel some way or let your wife tell you so the way we talk to our spouse sometimes it tends to be a little bit different from the way we talk to our friends you understand and that maturity should come so that you can take your spouse as your friend so you can have those hard conversations and also have that friendship amorous conversations a lot of couples can have their hard conversation let's sit down and let's talk about this no upanabo or antibo <laughs> And then the thought processes, you know, I think that before you say that you want to be married, you know, that's my final point. Your thought processes should be along the socially accepted impression of what marriage is. And what marriage is, as far as we are concerned, is for, for forever, right? For better, for worse, until death do us part. So we are looking at longevity. We are looking at the long term. So if you are ready to marry, one of them should be one of your processes or thought processes should be that this is for life and I am ready for it. There are people they can't even hold one job for two years because they easily get bored. Oh, I'm bored, I'm bored. I want something new. I'm moving on to the new challenge. And you want to marry. I mean, marriage is forever. If you can't stand your boss or you can't stand your colleague, but you think you can stand your 
partner. In a matter of time, you will be looking for the exit sign. And so it's also very important that if you say that you are ready to marry, there should be that thought process that looks at the long term or that is aligned or akin to the social interpretation of what marriage should be. So these are some of the considerations to be making when you, you, you think of marriage. Great. I hope that we're taking notes. I see a lot of people, you know, taking notes and writing. That's very good. And that's the essence of the conversation we are, ha we are, we are having. You need to be very consistent in your thought processes. And I love the bit about, you know, the socially accepted norms when it comes to you wanting somebody for life. If you want to live your life alone and be all by yourself, then stay single. But if you want to be married, just know that you're going to be joined to somebody. Your lives are going to be together like this. You can't be married and still live your life as an individual. You will be creating problems for yourself. Now I'd like to acknowledge the presence of Uncle Lebo White is here. Let me tell you guys a little secret. Uncle Lebo was supposed to join us on Zoom. And then last night, I read the mail from him. Adam, I will be here in person. Guess my responses. I am excited. I am dancing. I am happy. Those were the responses I sent to him. And Uncle Lebo is here. Please, let's give it up for Uncle Lebo. We have also been joined. Uh, Dr. Sefoga is also here. In a, in a short while, he is going to be talking to us about your health preparedness before you get married. Some people conceal that thing. You're, you marry the person before they realize that, hey, I've married trouble. You know, we'll get into that. Ariel, let me come to you. So now that we've ticked the boxes, your thought processes and how you should be prepared, right? What should you now be looking out for in the other person? Having your values in place. Having your emotions properly checked. Knowing that I have enough love to give and I am ready to receive love as well. Having ticked all of these boxes, now I am beginning to look. What should I be looking out for? Thank you, Adam, and good morning to everybody. And it's been a wonderful session already. I'm enjoying it myself. I'm learning so much. Yeah, coming to now looking at the person you're choosing, you've done all the thought process and everything. I think your values and your lifestyle, how do you want to live? Do you have enough self-awareness of the person you want to become? As in, if I'm married to this person, what do I expect our lifestyle to be together? That should inform who you start looking for to be the person. Because if you're choosing to have someone who enjoys social life like you do, but you choose someone or you go to places that I mean, exposes you to people who are not socially interactive. You may be choosing someone who is oriented towards a lifestyle that may not match the kind of lifestyle you want to live. So the first place to be looking out on yourself is what lifestyle do I want to live? And when we talk about lifestyle, we are looking at your belief system, your values, your social orientation, your interests, the activities you want to engage in, um, how many children you want to have, your social economic uh, status, how you want to personally develop the dreams you want to have. Does it align to the person you now want to choose? Because this person is coming as divorced, you are going to live the rest of your life with this person. So if you are not looking at the same direction, 
then there's always going to be some don't go there, wait, don't do that. And everybody is created by God to have that need for a, a particular way of living. And so if your partner doesn't agree with you, that conflict is going to be a step back and it's going to affect several areas of your life. So the lifestyle you want to live and the person also lifestyle they want to live should be what you should be looking out from. From that perspective, where you go, the things you do should help you to be looking for that person at that places. Because what I've realized, a lot of people go to the places that they will meet the kind of person they want to live with. And then you finally get that person, you become codependent because now you are solving all the problems because they are not oriented in the kind of way you want to live. Or oh, let me quickly say that now you are beginning to try to change to them. Change exactly. To you. Correct for 100%. <laughs> you are trying to change them to live the lifestyle you want to live. And this can be a very big problem right from the onset. But when you make all the decision and you take all the points and you sit back and say, this is the kind of lifestyle I want to live. This is what I'm going to become. My value, my intention is to live a happy, peaceful life. And these are the things, activities I want to engage in. And you make that intentional process of going towards that area of your life. As in, you start living like that, you'll be able to open yourself up to somebody who has that same interest. And then you won't try to change them or become codependent. When you become codependent, it means you're always solving the problems. You are forcing to make everything to work, even though it's still not working. So your lifestyle is the first place you should agree with yourself and your partner. Are we going to go on this kind of lifestyle? What are our intentions? What are the values we are going to live by? That will help you to form a foundation to start from. Then your partner knows we are all like going towards the same direction. Okay, yeah. great. So look out for somebody that you can, you know, coexist with. Not somebody you want to change to suit you because you probably, you, you've seen that the person has long hair or the person wears dreadlocks like mine and you're attracted to that and you're not thinking about the other things that are important. But I think it is also very important to add that. In as much as you may be looking for somebody that you would want to have a lifestyle that you can yoke with, you should also be ready to make some sacrifices and compromises. Yeah, yeah. And that's the next point I am coming to. Having agreed that you need to be able to live with somebody peaceably, right? You should also know that this is work. Um, you can't get up and have a list of 100 things and you're there and you're expecting the person to deliver on all the 100. Remember that that person is also coming in with their list. Are you also delivering on all the 100? So at this point, I want to ask us, and I'll go through it with all of us. I'll start, I'll start with you, Kobe, to find out from you. Now, what, what should you compromise on? And what shouldn't you compromise on in finding a life partner? Like I said, we're not perfect human beings. Yeah. We're very, very, very fallible, right? Yeah. And... Um, I, I, but I've seen somebody I love. There are things I would want to live with in this person. However, this person is not God. So they're not perfect. Okay. Now, what should I compromise on? And what should I not be compromising on? You can give me two and every other person can. I mean, yeah, the guide. Okay. So 
it starts with who am I? Knowing who you are. And the like a vehicle, the chassis of everybody is your temperament. Once you understand your temperament, it tells you what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And if you know that I am choleric, one of the major weaknesses of cholerics are they are impatient. They have very strict rules. So if you know this is who you are, who is the most likely person you can live with? And God has made it such that opposites attract. So the person you are most likely going to survive with is going to be someone who has that much tolerance to give you the latitude to be able to ex exercise your weakness. Then your values. What do you stand for? What makes you? What defines you? Knowing who you are and knowing what you stand for tells you that this is what I can give up and this is what I can give up. And once you are able to deal with that, it helps you to know that this is my line. There are some things that I can't compromise. So if you, you don't take the box for these ones, no deal. All right. But if you can take the box for these other ones, then we can work. We are both work in progress. We can find a middle ground somewhere. And this must be very, very frank conversations you're having. Let me announce to us that breakfast is ready. It's buffet. So you might mm. want to go and grab something to eat. It's a Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Breakfast meeting. So you're eating and we are talking and we're enjoying ourselves. I see you are very engrossed in the conversation, but food will get cold as well. So please, um, let's have breakfast. After this session, I'll also come to us, take about two or three questions, and then we move on. Now, Mama T, what shouldn't I compromise on? If I have a partner who probably won't, does, they don't want to share their, I mean, how much they're earning, is it okay to say that, keep your money and let me keep mine? <laughs> Just by the way. All right. So I am I am huge on red flags. I am so huge on red flags. I and I think that this generation is so blessed to have too many people in recent times talking about relationships. I never went to a counseling, like I never had counseling. I just went to marry and that, that has been it. And so we had learned on the journey as we journeyed on. And but as we journeyed on. I noticed that I am huge on red flags. So for you who is not married yet, uh, there are things you certainly cannot compromise on. For me, it's when you are with somebody, man or woman, who plays God. He plays God so much said that you are nothing without him or you cannot be anything without her. And so he's, he's so strong in your face and telling you that I am making you something. You are benefiting from 
this marriage because I am I am come from this background and my the name of my background is what is going to make you and so you don't have anything here for me that is huge that is very very serious where and so for this person you can't even breathe because it is where are you where are you going where are you coming from where, where, where? the difficult thing is to live I agree the Bible says talks about women being nag nagging so it's fine it is difficult to live with a nagging husband I <laughs> you you can't deal with it. It is so difficult to deal to live with a nagging husband. Everything he must talk about, he cannot. No, everything you must answer. Where are you? Where are you going? To? Where, is the, where is the food? Where is the food not ready? Where is the, uh. So that is me. If you are with your pre pre somebody, look out for the red flags. For me, they are very very necessary. Again, some of the things you can compromise on are. Things like keep your money, let me keep my money. I don't mind keeping my money, so you keep your money. I don't mind keeping my money, so you keep your money. I am talking from experience. <laughs> I don't mind keeping my money, so you keep your money. What I'm saying is that if we are willing to marry, let us sit. First, let both of us take a seat. Let us draw a lot of things. Let's write them out. Let's cancel them as to what and what and what not. When we are sat and we have dealt with all these things, then we will be able to know whether we want to do it or we don't want to do it. One of the things I would easily compromise on is keeping your money and letting me keep my money. The ideal thing is that, well, we will be able to keep our monies together. That is what a lot of counselors teach over the last many years. But I have also realized that learning to keep some of your money or all of your money is fine. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.